Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show. It's October, it is the Octoberthon, it is the month of Halloween. And in a bit of a special occasion, we're doing the new Halloween movie. And the reason why I say it's special, not just because we like the Halloween franchise, right? And not just because Halloween specifically means something to us. This may be the first of the big three that's got a new movie while we've been doing this show. Hmm. Because there's been no Friday the 13th yeah. since we started doing this. There's been no Nightmare on Elm Streets. Um, obviously, last year we did have a, a Texas Chainsaw. We did have a Chucky. And the Chucky movie was quite good, actually. So, I mean, I guess we've yeah. had some big biggies. But I feel like I feel like those three are the three biggest, right? That's the trio. That's fair, yeah. That's your trinity. Uh, so, that just feels kind of cool. Feels cool. And uh, yeah. Blumhouse being behind, it just feels like, yeah, sure, Blumhouse is going to do everything now. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll warn you in the middle before we go into spoilers, and we'll talk about this. Now, it is worth mentioning, we have reviews for all of the Halloween movies at this point on the channel. Uh, I'll make sure there's a link to the playlist in the in the corner. Um, dating back a couple of years, but all of them now, all ten of them are there. Um, so, we, we just did the remakes a couple of weeks ago. So, you can check those out if you want a full history of what we think of all the movies. And that leads us to this, leads us to this, at least leads us to Halloween 2018, directed by David Gordon Green, and we got Jamie Lee Curtis back, kind of like Halloween H2O, it ignores a lot of the previous movies, including two in fact, this is a direct sequel to Halloween 1, uh, so Halloween's very much a choose your own adventure story now at this point, because you, <laughs> you, you've got three options after like two, and you've got like one option, or four options after one, depending on which branch you want to go down, and... I think it's safe to say we were excited about this. Um, oh yeah, I was obviously we hated the remakes, and mm-hmm. this looked like it was going to be going back to the roots, going back to what made the the series uh, good in the first place. Uh, John Carpenter doing a score was super exciting, and yeah. you know, I think the the trailers looked good, and you know, there's a lot of hype around it, and just listening to you know like interviews and like little sound yeah. clips and stuff of the directors, they seem to understand what made the first one so special so the the yeah. buzz was good as well you know the rotten tomatoes score was was pretty good um yeah. and everything else there was you know everything possible was saying hey there's a reason to be excited here and i, I was super pumped just to even hear the main theme in a theater which i've never done because you know Hall- yeah. halloween the original is my favorite horror movie of all time so just hearing that music in the theater i was pumped for that um so <sighs> <laughs> This is really depressing, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like this movie, and it really upsets uh, me. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it it's totally fair. It's um, I think, like I I don't think it's the worst movie in the world. No, it's not. Uh, it's, it, it's not complete garbage or anything like that. This is yeah. not Rob Zombie's Halloween or even close to it. But yeah, it's but it's a letdown. It's so in the middle. You know, yeah. I, I went into this, obviously I never thought Ethan was going to touch the original, but I went into this kind of hoping that this would easily be the best sequel, right? Where I'd be like, okay, that's easily the yeah. best one of the bunch after the original. And it's it's not. I, I like at least three sequels more than this one. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that's easy to say. Um, and it, 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 I think what hurts about it is that it's it's like, obviously, like we said, like everything they were saying about Michael Myers, about the original Halloween, and about what they wanted to evoke in this film, felt like the exact things we needed to hear. And I think the core complaint that we're going to come to... There's a lot of little things to complain about as well. There's a lot of things to digest with this movie. But I think the core thing that's going to come back to 
is I don't think David Gordon Green has the skill to direct the Halloween movie. I think it comes down yeah. to that. I think that's fair. I I I have so many passionate things I want to say to him. <laughs> I have so many. And the weird thing is, is that we, we we are kind of the outliers in our circles. I feel like every, almost everyone I see who else has seen it well, is pretty positive on it. Here here's what I have kind of been coming across, like you know, and seeing people talking about it, like on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And mm-hmm. obviously, this doesn't you know apply to everyone, but just kind of in my like friend group that I've seen. The the people that are like big uh, horror fans have not really been liking it that much. Mm. But the people that are more like, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to put people down. Like, you know, it, you know, if you're more of a casual fan, that's fine. But, but the people that are kind of not, you know, not like us that are like watching horror movies like every week and you know dissecting stuff and you know really passionate about it. Like the people that are just like. Oh, it's October. I want to go see a new Halloween movie. They seem to be the ones that are, that are like, "Wow, this was really good." Where, yeah, more people that are that are maybe a little more hardcore fans or whatever you want to say, like, have kind of been like, "No, this is kind of disappointing." Yeah, and I, I think it all comes down to the. Like, I can actually like pinpoint it in the opening scene because I actually saw I saw your kind of general response before I saw it because you saw it about ten hours or something like that before I did, and I I, I think my. Like, I think what I said about it is, uh, you know, I didn't want to be too spoilery, but I was just kind of like, well, that was kind of a mess. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the exact sentence I saw. I saw you say it's kind of a mess. And my instinct was like, oh, I want to fight him. And, like, and, when, I, when, <laughs> and when I say I want to fight him, it's not that I want to fight him. Uh, like, I, oh, I want to fight him for saying that. That's me saying yeah. I want to want to fight him. I want to come out of this movie wanting to fight him on that point because yeah. I, I want to like it, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's in my head. I'm thinking about it. And I go to see it, and the movie starts. And we get this opening scene where, and you've seen it in the trailer. There's like a, a, a I thought it was like a documentary because they're actually podcasters who are investigating, Jesus you know, Christ, Michael yeah. Myers and you know, they're visiting him at the hospital. And I guess it's of the time, but it's still it's like a little eye rolly to be like. It's a big thing now with serial and all these other crime podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a thing. So Fair. I mean, I get it. But you know, and we have this thing where it does all these quick cuts. Right, it starts to quick cut a lot. And that doesn't really feel Halloween to me, but it's doing its own thing. That's fine. I get what it's doing. I, I got that it was building up to the because the because we, we didn't get the, the titles yet, and I felt like it's Halloween. We're going to have the music play as the titles come up, and I thought it was going to build up to that, and it did build up to that. But here's my thing: it's cutting around, it's cutting around, and it's like ramping up as if it's like building up up the the, the speed, the pace, right? And then it's and I, and I knew what it was going to do was cut to black, and then it was going to be like. And I was like, okay, that's that's fine. I get what you're doing here. It's it's actually kind of perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to be pumped when it cuts to that music, yeah. and I wasn't because the editing, the pacing of the edit just felt wrong. When it cut to the music, it almost felt like it, it just rushed it a little bit too quick because it wanted to surprise us, but it felt like it was jarring in a way that it felt like the edit was wrong. And that that feeling I got from that, and I was like, oh, you, you kind of just ruined like that moment I was excited for about hearing the music in the big screen for the first time, right? You kind of ruined that moment, and it gave me this weird feeling of like, I hope that's not a trend for the rest of this. And unfortunately, that feeling I just described, where it's kind of slightly rushed, is the felt the feeling I had the entire film. Every scene that was supposed to be suspenseful, I felt like it was just slightly rushing it. I felt like there was too many cuts, too many shots. There's uh, the, the first scene of like Laurie's granddaughter, who's a teenager in high school, right? She's walking down the street with her friends, which you know is a classic scene from the original Halloween. It's a staple of the franchise. Is the walking down Haddonfield. And it was cutting between shots every like two seconds, and I felt like 
No, this should be like one wide shot, just following them down the street as they have their conversation. <laughs> but it's cut between all these close-ups, more so than I'd expect most films to do, never mind a Halloween movie. And I'm not saying that yeah. you have to follow the exact style of the original film, but to me, outside of having a character called Michael Myers with a white mask on killing people, what makes Halloween Halloween is the suspense. And I felt like the filmmaking just wasn't getting it, and it never did get it the entire time for me. I would agree with that uh, completely. I think, like one of the, you know, like one of the big things uh, about the first Halloween and what makes it so great, and the thing I kind of keep coming back to is just the simplicity of it. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. can, you know, Tim, describe the movie. I, I have got your back so much in the need for simplicity with this. <laughs> this movie yeah. is trying to chew off far too much. Yes, but but it's like if you needed to describe the plot of the first movie, you could do it in what two sentences like at the most serial like, killer breaks out of mental hospital and comes back to haddonfield where he mur- murders babysitters done okay yeah boom <laughs> like this you would need like a whole paragraph like there's so many like different storylines and you know they all feel like they kind of belong like to different scripts that got smushed together and you never really or i mean i don't know if you feel the same way but i felt like i never really got to know any of the characters other than Lori, but and, and obviously uh-huh. like a lot of that is probably what I'm taking from the previous movies with her. Yeah, like, um, I, I didn't I, care about any of the new characters. I, I think her granddaughter got a little bit of time. Like I felt like I knew her a little bit. Yeah, she's uh, okay. yeah. Uh, but the rest of the teenagers definitely not. Um, actually, no. There's one. There's the babysitter character. I feel like I knew a little bit, and I'll, I'll get. I want to get to complaints about that scene specifically in spoilers because I've got a lot to say about that sequence. Okay. Um, <laughs> Because I feel like, and that's the thing, I do have positives. I have sure. things that I, I, I want to say positively about the film. A lot of it's spoilers, but I do want to say that I like most of the ideas that it's shooting for. There's even, like, there's a, there's a, there's a thing that happens in the plot, a swerve that happens at the start of Act 3, that most people don't like. Even people who like the film think it's the weakest part of the film, right? And it makes sense, because it is a really weird swerve. But even that swerve, if the entire movie was about that and building up to like this, yes. what this character is... I yeah. could totally see that being a good story. That's an oh, interesting yeah, idea. Yeah. Yeah, but when it's like, you know, one of four or five plot lines <laughs> yep. that are going on, it's it feels like just rushed and weirdly out of place. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's such a shame because I get so excited after the second trailer when we saw the, the scene in the trailer of Michael walking through the street and then going to the, 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 the garage to get the hammer. And it was all this, you know, mostly one take. And I was like, oh, this feels like Halloween. But even that in the movie feels even though it is just one long shot or two long shots it feels kind of rushed and it feels like along that one section of the film in the middle of the film where it's kind of like oh michael myers is back and he's on doing his thing on that it felt like it was more focused on other things and i i could almost argue that there could be a version of this film without michael myers in it at all that it's just about laurie yeah. being kind of crazy and her family oh, trying yeah. to care for her. Like, i could totally see that being a movie on its own um yeah. <laughs> like yeah, too too smushed. It, it was almost like they had all these other things to do, but they still need to have some just like classic Halloween style kills in the middle. So they had yeah. to kind of like make that happen. Which I, I think maybe the stuff I like the most about it would probably be like, you know, the, when we would actually see Michael Myers on screen. Because like I thought like a lot of the kills were pretty good. Uh, you know, the ones we see like seem like you know there's some stuff that he, you, know, he, you don't see. Yeah, but Ma- that's Ma- fine. Yeah. Michael looks good. The mask looks good. Um, yeah. There's some nice shots of them. I, like I say, I think they're ruined by how quick they are or the pacing or the edits, but there's some nice visuals of them on, on their own. Um, yeah. I do I do think the kills are oddly 
too brutal at times, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like Michael Myers was never okay. as brutal as the, as some of the, the kills in this. Maybe, maybe I'm just misremembering he, some of the scenes. Well, uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, and, and to be fair, you know, yeah, we only saw this once. Uh, so, it, you know, who knows, yeah, if you go back and see it. But I do agree with you on that point where, like... I feel like Jason kills the, almost, rather than Michael kills. Yeah, like, Michael never really seemed about like to be about brutality like he always seemed just to you know get in there kill and then you're done and then it's yeah. on to the next now don't get know? me wrong i will take this michael myers over rob zombies like a thousand, thousand percent yeah <laughs> like don't get me wrong i don't 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 take me this is me is like say oh they don't get michael myers this is terrible like no like the general ids are kind of there but um yeah. just there's just some, something a little bit off about it just a little bit off and it's just yeah that's how i felt the whole time and and that's one of like you know, and, and in some ways, it's sometimes it's kind of worse than like a, a movie that's completely off the mark. That it's like, all right, what is going on here? Like it, it's really frustrating when you can kind of see like you know the little germs of oh this could have been really cool or this would yeah. have been nice, uh, and then it's uh, it just doesn't quite make it. Hey, Joe, Joe had and now I think you like Star Wars Rogue One, right? Before I make this comparison, but I want to. I, I I do, yeah. Yeah, but so just bear with me as I say this, right? I, I you know, if I'm comparing Halloween to Star Wars in, in a weird way here, I would say the Rob Zombie movies are the prequels, right? They're the you know they're not actually yeah. prequels, but in terms of quality, in terms of how they make me feel, they're okay. the Star Wars prequels of Halloween. Yeah, and this feels like the Rogue One to me. Now, obviously, you you like Rogue One, that's fine, but. I, I have very similar feelings about Rogue One in the sense that I feel like it's a very middle-of-the-road film that kind of relies oddly too much on fan service to get by, and I feel like this does that, where it has too many, like, really on-the-nose references to the first film, to the point, because there's a really good one towards the end, which we'll get to in spoilers, but I, I, felt, I, I felt it was, like, almost ruined by the fact that we'd already had, like, five moments that were taken right out of the first one, to the point where it felt like overkill, it felt like I was being beat yeah. over the head with the, the point. It just... Yeah, it, it just takes you out of the movie. Like, uh, there's one line uh, that, like, really, like, you know, just made me groan in, in the theater when, uh, you know, th there's, like, this new doctor that's following, uh, I know where you're going with this, you know, yeah. Michael. And, yeah, and Lori, like, literally says, like, when she meets him, oh, so you're the new Dr. Loomis. And it's just, like, so, do you really have to beat us over the head like that? Like, Well, see, it, I can it, almost see that one is supposed, that's supposed to be a meta joke, like, that's what we are thinking. Yeah. So then that's what Laurie says, and she doesn't care. care. Like I get what oh, no, the, yeah, I, I, I get the point of the joke, but yeah, I didn't really like it that much. It, but yeah, like no, I, I totally understand. Yeah, that that's what they're going for. But uh, you know, Halloween is isn't the, isn't the kind of movie that I go to looking for. You know, insightful meta jokes and fan service. No, no meta jokes. You know? Joe, Joe, the funny thing, Joe, the really sad thing about this is that. You can, like, kind of analyze some of this film and you can see where there were... Because we always say, like, you know, some of the best horrors when it's about something. And I saw a really great write-up of someone kind of analyzing this as, a, as like, a, as a feminist Halloween film, right? And the idea that Michael kind of represents sexual assault and everyone thinks Laurie's crazy because she won't get over her trauma. And, you know, ultimately she's right and everyone else is wrong. And everyone who tries to take Nora gets, you know, caught in the, the wake of the of the, the wrath, if you will. And it's, you know, kind of, you know, it's, it's maybe this kind of like, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I actually really like that idea. And if it slowed down and explored just the main characters who are relevant to that side of it, I'd actually really like it. I think I would. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of taking, because, you know, because the original Halloween, 
didn't really have a whole lot to say in a grand sense, but it, it did have this idea that Laurie is a protector of children. I've, I've, I've talked about that a lot when I, whenever I, I talk about the film. And I like the idea that she was still kind of like that, that Laurie still kind of wanted to protect her granddaughter, and she was concerned that Michael might be out there. Um, and you know, there's stuff to explore with that. Like, I, I get that. Um, I just don't think the filmmaking is there to back it up. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's really, I mean, maybe this is the point of it. Maybe that's what they're trying to go for. But, man, it was really frustrating uh, for me to watch uh, Laurie's character in this because I, you know, I, I love the character and it kind of sucks. Like, like I love that she's badass in this. Like, that is, is totally cool. Like, I like the idea of her being very proactive and mm-hmm. being ready to take him on. But I hate the fact that, like, it ruined her life. Like, you know, that she has all these problems and like you know it, like i still want her to have a happy life and but like everyone like it, it it is weird that that like everyone hated her so much like you know where to the point where yeah. it's like you know people like screaming at her and it's like she didn't do anything like which i mean i, I think yeah. if, if that like i i think the movie had to pick one of its plot points and let's say actually because laurie's not really the main character at least not for a lot of the movie because it's cutting around too Weirdly many things not. yeah it's cutting around too many things and I really wanted it to just slow down and focus on whatever one it wanted to focus on. And if it focused on Laurie and it set up that she is this broken because of what happened when she was a teenager, and this is what her life is, that's fine if that's what the story's going to be and her finally overcoming it. Because, I mean, that, here's the, the sad truth of this. This is kind of just a more extreme version of H2O. Because that's kind of what's in H2O, yeah. is that she can't accept oh, yeah. it. She's hiding out in this private school and it's about her confronting the monster at the end, right? That That's like the yeah. you know, H2O. That's true. And that's kind of, you know, it's a more extreme version here, but it's, you know, there's definitely elements there. Although I do laugh because it's been 20 years, now it's not her son that's the victim, it's her granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. I like how that, that time difference has is, is done that. It, it'd almost have been good if we had Judy Greer as the as the daughter in HDO 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't know if the ages match up perfectly, but <laughs> it'd have been funny. Yeah. I, I, I'd have been cool. Um... Yeah, uh, and you know, and, you know like our, our granddaughter's an okay character. Like our, the characters here, we never get to really know them well enough, but they, they are not obnoxious, like uh, like you know, zombies characters. They're definitely better than that. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like the, well, yeah. I think the thing is, like, I like the you know granddaughter, and, and I like Judy Gray's character, but like the the granddaughter, we get a little bit more of. But like, I, I didn't really get too much of a sense of like Judy Gray's character. Like, I feel like we get a lot of her being like you know like oh uh my, my childhood was so bad i can't talk about it but like yeah we really don't get yeah. much of a scope of a- exactly how extreme it was they don't spend enough time with her they really don't like i, I think if you want to focus on this three generations of strode or well not strode because obviously she's married to get someone and you know but like if you want to focus on these three generations and just focus on those three characters that'd be fine but it, it didn't really feel it, like i said it felt too jumping around and maybe, i mean hell maybe, maybe this is like there was a longer cut Maybe there's like a two and a half sure. hour cut of this that actually makes this all work and the pacing's quite good and they had to cut it down. And that would be, instead of the director's incompetent and can't actually film these scenes properly, it's just a case of they had to edit it down and that's like all the pacing got cut. And and I feel like some of the, a lot of the times when we complain about this kind of stuff, like I, I think we would maybe chalk it up to like studio interference. But since it was Bloomhouse, like, you know, they're, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think they're usually pretty hands off. Like, I think their whole model is that, you know, we make movies like, you know, pretty cheap and we, but we give people like, you know, more like freedom and stuff to yeah. do what they want. Yeah. So, I mean, that's possible, but I'm not necessarily going to jump to that, that, that uh, opinion, opinion. I, 
so like yeah that's yeah i'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything else i want to talk about without spoilers because i will say like michael looks good um some kills are fun especially in the middle of the film uh but i thought the open opening act was especially haphazard and then it gets a lot a little bit better for a little while in the middle i i would go as far to say that uh i hate the opening sequence and i, I would say okay, most sure. of the movie yeah. Like most of the movie, uh, I would say I didn't hate. It was more just like maybe a little eye rolly at times, maybe like a little bit of missed opportunities, or uh, or kind of like you said, like maybe the filmmaking wasn't there. But most of it, I, I didn't hate. But the opening sequence, I will legitimately say, yeah. I thought was bad. Uh, as soon as the credit sequence did start, though, like that, because like yeah, I watched the opening sequence and I was like, all right, I'm I'm a little nervous now. When the credit sequence does kick in, that did get me back on board a little bit because, um, yeah, like you said, I guess it is, you know, a little bit of a, you know, uh, weird to jump right in there. But once it started, like you get the music kicking in, you know, you get like the pumpkin, you know, the orange um, text, you know, uh, text and stuff. So that did put me back into a a good mood, at least. But yeah, after that, it's a little eh. And we should probably mention the humor, and I want to talk about this more in the spoilers because I think I want to be specific with some examples, but there is a little bit of humor in this. Uh, some of it I think is fine, but then some of it I think is completely out of place and ruins some of the scenes that it's in. Uh, so, I I, But I wanted to mention it spoiler-free just so it was brought up. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah uh, this is always a weird thing to talk about because I feel like this is something people really like jump down your throat about, and it's something we see in like every movie now that... You know, there's like this, uh, this like same type of humor, uh, you know, that I feel is like uh, we see in a lot of, you know, it doesn't really matter what type of movie it is. Like it can be, you know, comic book movies, sci-fi movie, horror movies, but there's this like specific type of humor that just really takes you out of it. And I feel like people don't like when you when you don't like it, like they're just like, oh, like what's wrong with having jokes in a movie or like, oh, like the original movie, you know, had jokes in it or like, oh, like you're being too harsh. But I don't know. I think it. You know, the original movie had humorous characters and humorous moments. They did not have punchlines. Exactly. <laughs> not really. Yeah. <laughs> We're, and that, some of the humor in this is actually good. Like, there's a there's a couple of funny characters that I like. But um, and so all right. So I want to I want to go spoilers, right? I want to, I want to do spoilers, okay. right? So full spoilers okay. from this point on. I want to, I want to get deep into this. I want to talk about <laughs> the babysitting scene. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the girl from uh, Virginia Gardner from uh, from uh, Runaways, uh, who was it was nice to see because I'd seen her on another show. I was like, oh, I know her. That's cool. Uh, I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, she's a. Uh, oh, I Carolina? forget her name. It's been a while. Sorry. Carolina. Yes. 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 A- alien light up girl. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she she she's babysitting, and of course, like obviously, the original Halloween revolved around babysitters. So I was like, okay. Sh- yeah, sure. There should yeah. be a babysitter here. Uh, if anything, I'd be like, just have them all be babysitters again. Why, why is there a Halloween party? <laughs> like Halloween yeah. 5 and other... They always seem to, And Halloween 2, they're all zombie 1. Uh, they always seem to want to come back to the party for some reason. When It's kind of a bad setting for a slasher scene because like, if Michael Myers does talk, show up... You're talking about the school dance? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which uh, I hate that in... Uh, well, I'll get to your point in a second, but like, I, I hate that the fact that like uh, these school dances are always like so intense. Like they have this like DJ and the music is so loud and <laughs> everyone's in these like huge garish costumes and like dancing, going crazy. And I'm like, like we had school dances and but it was just like, you know, they kind of just had some music playing and people just kind of milling about. Like, um, like it, everything feels like a big rave. I agree with the milling about definitely. I, we definitely had DJs at main though. 
So I, I buy that side of it. Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, definitely, I definitely remember the loud thumping music being a thing still, but um, anyway. Um, maybe maybe I'm an old man, but it always like takes me <laughs> out because it's just like, oh, like yeah, this is a school dance, not like a, mm. a you know, two o'clock, two in the morning at a nightclub in New York or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad at least that one character implied they had to hide the fact that they were drinking booze because it felt like they were just yeah. doing it really openly for a while. I was like, sure. seriously, the teachers don't, make, don't, have, don't have a problem with this, really? Uh, but anyway, so so while this is going on, uh, one of her friends uh, from from one of his is is what's her name? Vicky. She she is babysitting this kid, and the kid's pretty funny, right? And yeah. um and here's the thing: I will defend the humor in the, in the first scene with them because I think it's actually a really good idea here that it sets up very quickly their relationship and that you kind of care about them a little bit because she's on the phone with you know her main character, uh, you know Laurie's granddaughter, and they're they're joking around and they're talking about smoking later. And the kid just says, I'm going to tell my mom you're going to smoke weed later. And you know, he just like, sort of comes out with it. He's like, well, shut up. No, you're not. I'll show you your browser history. And they're kind of being mean <laughs> to each other. But then they're kind of nice to say, like, you know what? I was lying. You are my favorite kid. And it was like, this is good because right away they have a connection. She cares about the kid. The kid cares about her. This is setting up that when Michael shows up and does something, I'm going to care. Which, by the way, screw them for putting the closet scare in the trailer because... I... that. That annoyed me. <laughs> this entire scene is building up to it, and it's like, well, I know what's happening at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been this would have been an amazing scene. Uh, yeah, if I didn't know that going in. Yeah. And then, a uh, quick side tangent. Uh, did you get the trailer for Happy Death Day two in the theater? I did not. I did not. And it's not okay. online. You can't see it online yet. They're, they've made it exclusive oh. to theaters for the time being. Okay, so uh, you know we covered it in the you know in a previous episode, so obviously we've seen it. But the trailer, they give away the ending of the first movie, like they tell you who the killer is, and it's like the movie is like just maybe like just a year old, like it. Yeah, it was last October. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to me that you are ruining like the ending of your movie that's not even a year old or just about a year old. That like I mean, there could be people that haven't seen it. (laughs) I'm pumped for the second one. I love the first one. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm excited for it. It's just like I, I, I don't know. I, you know, like sometimes I listen to like some podcasts where people talk about how they just like I don't do trailers anymore. I just I don't watch them at all. And I'm starting to think like I don't know. I I kind of want to go this route. Like it's hard not to. Yeah, like, how do you when you're really in the theater though? How do you avoid it unless you just intentionally show up late or have headphones look, on and duck your head yeah. down and don't look or listen? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, if you close your eyes, I I guess you know at least you're not getting most of it or whatever. But like. You know, I, I I don't know. Like, part of me like thinks like maybe that might be the way to go. Cause yeah, especially with this movie, like that closet scare would have been such a huge like highlight uh for the movie. But yeah, when you know it's coming, you're just kind of waiting there. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing, though. So so it's, they're very funny with each other, and I thought the humor was fine and it worked because it was building their characters. It was building their relationship. And in one very short scene, we got how much they cared about each other, how close they were. Um, and I was all oh, great because you know obviously we had Laurie and Tommy in the first movie that was a big part of it and um, I was happy to have that the problem is is that when the shape when Michael Myers actually shows up and you know goes to kill her right he keeps being funny he keeps cracking jokes and it completely ruins the tension of the scene because I don't know about you but when he, the, the, you know because he's grabbing her and the kid's on the staircase and he sees Michael for the first time he goes oh shit that made the theater yeah. laugh like oh yeah totally totally uproar yeah. laughter it was the, probably the funniest moment in the movie was him saying that although i actually liked uh when he first comes downstairs because the boyfriend's there he comes downstairs and he's like, oh there's a scary man in my room a scary man in my room. and vicky's like oh i'll go up and check it and he goes 
No, send Dave first. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like that's completely fine. Yeah, that was like funny. You said, Michael Michael Myers hasn't shown up yet, so yeah. when he shows up, like any. Like, like, you know, I'm not, like, anti-humor, obviously. Like, you know, I like jokes and stuff. And, you know, it's totally fine to have funny characters. And, yeah, to be fair, this kid was amazing. Like, you can, like, watching him, you're like, oh, he's going to be in other movies for sure. Like, he's oh, so yeah. charming and likable and stuff. And I think the problem is maybe where we differ with, like, some other people. Because this was, like, another thing where, you know, like, uh, people that like the movie especially love this part and this kid. And I think when you know, someone's like likable and funny like that. People are just like, go just, yeah, put them in more stuff, have them make more jokes. Like, yeah, more, more, more. Mm. And it's like, no, like, like you said, you can definitely be funny, but once the boogeyman shows up, he needs to act like a kid. He needs to be scared. He needs to run away. Cause he, like, I don't know. He, he needs to be scared silent. That's what it's going to make yeah. it effective. And instead he's still cracking jokes and it completely deflates her death. Her death, like she's been dragged along the floor and I'm just like, I just laughed. I don't like, I'm not intense at yeah. all. <laughs> Yeah, and like, on, like honestly, like if you think about like times in your life when you've been legitimately scared, like not like you know you're watching a horror movie and a jump scared, you go like ah, oh, but like like actual times in your life when you've been scared, like you're not thinking in your head of like punchlines, like you're not like oh this would be funny to say right and, now. And again, this and afraid of the thirteenth sequel, I'd be cool with this. Like him, him cracking a joke when Jason's there would be fine because Jason, sure. Jason's not scary. Like, but the, the thing with Michael is that he is scary. He's very tense. And, you know, if you're going back to the roots of the original film, you don't have someone making wisecracks uh, when he's yeah. when he's coming at you like this. And it, it just it completely deflated the moment. And you, you do want humour in a horror movie to deflate the tension, but you don't want to do it in the middle of the kill scene. Exactly. <laughs> you, want to, you want to do it later, <laughs> yeah. after the kill scene, before the kill scene, but not during the kill scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. It just it really annoyed me. So I actually like the kid. I think he's really funny, and I think the humour's great until it happens while Michael's there, and it just completely ruins the scene. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I completely agree. And then it seems like there's like, uh, I, I guess maybe going back to your point about, you know, some like weird editing and choices mm. and stuff. Um, yeah, like, it, like there's like a lot of times where you just don't really know exactly like what's going on. Like there was, um, like when you have, you know, like uh, the little kid is, you know, he's scared and then he's running out, and then uh, the boyfriend Dave is there, and you know, he hears screaming and stuff, and you know, he it kind of he doesn't really seem to know what's going on and he ends up grabbing a knife but the way it's shot like i couldn't tell if he's gonna go upstairs and try to save her or if he's like scared shitless and trying to run away and he's like just grabbing Mm. a weapon you know and then later we see that he's dead like on the first floor so it's like i guess yeah we never see that scene and he's also he's also uh knifed into the wall like you know the, the guy in the first film and it's like okay we just did that off camera that's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and this is something I know you complained about. And I never realized this until I heard you talk, talk about oh, it yeah. afterwards. <laughs> is that uh, Alison, uh, you know, Laurie's granddaughter, her boyfriend, who they spend a lot of time at the start of the movie setting up as, like, the new boyfriend. He's meeting the parents for the first time. You know, Alison's defending him. saying, no, he's a nice guy. Because our dad's kind of, I'd say that our dad's kind of a failed comic relief character who he has these really weird yeah. jokes <laughs> that just don't really go anywhere. I've got peanut butter on my dick. Like what? Yeah. Shop. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's weird. <laughs> but they make a whole thing where he comes to dinner for the first time, and obviously that this intersects with Laurie's stuff a little bit because she comes to this dinner as well. But they make a big deal of introducing him, teasing the Halloween costume that they're gender swapping Bonnie and Clyde and all the rest of it, and then out of nowhere in the Halloween party, she catches him kind of like flirting and kissing this other girl, and she storms out, and he tries to like 
he, st- he tries to confront her about the fact that she's always answering her phone and throws it in like the, the, the jelly or whatever it is, the, the, the custard. He's like, I thought it was nacho cheese, but... Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe that. It was something <laughs> thick. It was like a thick liquid, yeah. right? Um, and she just storms off and... Then we find out, like, ten minutes later, because of Michael Myers being in town, they've evacuated the school party and sent everyone home. And But she, because she left with uh, Oliver, uh, the, the boyfriend's friend, they're they, they are, like, not part of the, 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 the evacuated people. They're out in the streets. They're, they're danger, in danger. But it never occurred to me until you brought it up afterwards that we never see the boyfriend again. All, you know, uh, what's his no. name? Uh, Cameron. Cameron. We never see him again. He never gets, like... I mean, I'd say he never gets comeuppance, like a slasher movie character like that should get. But at the same time... The, the twist where he's doing this was so out of left field and random, and it didn't feel like it was adding anything to it. Like, well, it, like it's it's insane because, yeah, they do set him up to be, like, a... Main character. You know, yeah, so he should be a part of something. And then, you know, when you have the fact that, you know, he's flirting with the other girl, um, he seems to have a drinking problem because, you know, it's and again this is totally out of left field but she confronts him she's like you're drunk and you know like oh like you always seem like such a nice guy which is never brought up like that you may have a drinking problem any other scene before this okay so yeah just the halloween party that's it but then it's like okay so at this point uh you know he still seems like he's a main character but now he's turned uh from being like a likable guy to a jerk so which might set up in your head that you may have a redemption like maybe he'll shop and save her you know when michael's like grabbing her or something later sure the that, that could be the possibility or just a simple like well I, I like me personally i was like well okay so he's gonna die because obviously now but uh but yeah absolutely nothing and you know and what's crazy to me about me is like uh or about this is like you know uh and again i don't want to rag on people for liking this movie because you know it's okay <laughs> to like a, like a movie that's fine but like the people that are really raving about it and it's like don't you see like stuff like this this is just poor filmmaking i'm sorry but like you know this is like totally setting stuff up out of left field and then never hearing from characters again that's just like shoddy yeah work. we spent so much time in him it'd be one thing if it was just like a, it was barely mentioned it's like oh yeah i'm going i'm going to yeah. the party with my boyfriend and then we you know we didn't really see him before that it wasn't a big deal if he was just kind of a, a character like that, that'd be fine. But they spend time like debating him, like talking to her parents about meeting him, and then yeah. the introduction to him, and like everything about it. It just, I don't know. It feels you know, weird. You and, know what it is? Is it he goes from being a character to just being a reason why she doesn't have a cell phone? Yeah, there you go. That's it. In fact, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it as well. There's a lot of weird things to this, like um, how the best friend is is like also in love with her or whatever. <laughs> No, not so much that. I mean, that's whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess that's tied into the feminism side because he tries to kind of not not. He doesn't try to rape her, like, but he, he tries to kiss her and he kind of goes in a couple of times and he, he tries to be like the like, oh, I'm the nice guy yeah, that yeah. Like, deserves you. But he's actually yeah. still being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I get how thematically that that kind of what they were doing with that, even though it does feel again kind of clunky. And, at least to his big death scene, of course, which is which you know again I thought was a fun idea like, ruined by the filmmaking. Oh, the the friends death scene. Yeah, the 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 motion sensor lights, you know, the the porch oh, yeah. lights. Oh yeah, that was cool. And then this was another one where the humor was just like a little too much. Like him thinking that Michael Myers was like the neighbor. Like I, I forget what it was. He might have even thought it was like some like old lady or something. Like you know, like funny for the first few lines, but then again, when he just keeps talking and talking and talking again, like it really like takes all of the tension and stuff out of it. Like. 
Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling this, and it was it was also and also I love that Michael Myers is a force of evil and he's a force of nature, right? But yeah. this this is a scene that specifically maybe like makes it harder to take that because these are motion sensor lights. He shouldn't be able to move without setting them off. Like physically, this should be impossible. Yeah. Uh, so it was making me think about that a little bit, and any time it makes me think about the the logic of it, like don't do that. Like yeah. play it safe. Uh, but no, like so. I mean, there's obviously, the sc- I mean, one thing we never mentioned in the uh, the, the spoiler free section we should have is the score is fantastic. Like, the music is the best part of the yeah. film, right? It's absolutely amazing. Um, I did think it was a couple of weird elements to it in the sense that there was one really great moment where Laurie's theme kind of came in, but it only came in once. It was kind of weird. Uh, but it came in at a really sad moment, which I did like. Um, and I thought, again, this, this is going back to the same problem with the uh, the opening title music cut in. When the chase theme kicks in, you know, the dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Then when that kicks in, it felt awkward and off a beat, right? Is this when it's when the car door opens and he gets it's, it just immediately starts playing. Whereas when I think of it playing properly in the original film, it was you know it was like a just it it came in like they, they trusted the opening piano note to be shocking enough. They didn't have to yeah. like cut into it really quickly. Yeah, no, I I, I would agree with that. Uh, so I, I I don't think I thought of it in the moment, but. Yeah, like when uh, yeah, thinking about it, just uh, just you know, yeah. rushed. I guess is the thing. It felt rushed. So here's something I was just thinking about, and I just sort of realized as I was as I was thinking. Now, admittedly, the original film didn't introduce all the male characters uh, together either, but I do think it's weird now that I'm thinking about it that we never see all the characters together, all the teen characters. We have uh, Allison's with with um... Vicky and Dave in the beginning. Was that Vicky in that scene? I think so. Joe, sure, I can't remember. I can't remember it being Vicky. Yeah, I, I think it was her. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I, fair enough. I, I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Nah, you're probably you're probably right. Because I I can't think of who else it would be then. There's no other characters. It has yeah. to be Vicky. Because <laughs> I was I was going to complain that it was weird that we didn't see Vicky till the babysitting thing. But actually, if that was her, then fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it is like a quick scene in the beginning, and it's like not like you really get any sense of the characters or anything yeah um but yeah it's uh, okay fair enough uh, that, that's just me uh not remembering that was her when that scene came up yeah. that's my bad um so laurie's thing here's the thing I, I actually love the idea of her being so like to see her crying because she goes to watch the the prison bus take michael because he's been transported near the start i love that idea that that scene of yep. her breaking down and then breaking down at the dinner table and having her theme come in a little bit in a really sad way, I thought, oh man, that, this kind of works for me. Focus on this, slow this down. Because I, I was getting optimistic here. I thought, oh, if it's going to like go down this path, like I could see what they're doing with this. That, that would set it apart from the original. That would make it its own thing. The the dinner scene actually kind of bothered me. The, like, I I hated... Um, the other characters? <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Because, like, she, she comes in, and at first, like, you know, it's all fine. And it's kind of weird... Uh, and again, maybe this is a sense of not really knowing the characters, but like the, you know, Allison, you know, when she's talking to her mom, like, it seems like she's calling her out, like being like, so uh, you invited grandma? And she's and she's like, yeah, mm. yeah, I did. And it kind of makes her seem like she didn't, but then she does show up. So it's like, I guess she did. But like, I don't know, it just seems like such a weird thing to harp on her being like, oh, you liar, you don't talk to her. And that's like, oh, no, I guess you did. But then. You know, she comes to the table and, like, you know, she has, like, a few, you know, nice pleasantries. And then, well, you know, she... Here, I was just on that point, though. I, I th- What I thought had happened is that the mother never invited her. 
but uh, Alison herself did because Laurie came to see her with the money earlier on. That's what I thought at first, but yeah. the the thing that and, and maybe again just chuck this up to the filmmaking not being the best. What kind of threw me off is that when she does show up, the mom is just like, "See here she is." Yeah, like, that's fair. Of, yeah, because that yeah, confused it, me because I didn't think she was the one who invited her because of the way the scene was set up. Yeah. And, then, and again, it's just such a weird thing. It's like, why are you harping on this and making it seem like a thing if it's not really, but whatever. But then it, it bothered me again because, you know, she immediately, like, you know, starts drinking some wine and, you know, I'm assuming oh, she probably has some. Also a plot point from H2O. She had a drinking problem in that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and and so obviously I'm assuming she has a drinking problem. So that's why the characters don't want her to drink. But like, instead of being, you know, like a, like a nice family, like where they're like, mom what are you doing i'm like mom slow down they're like they immediately jump down her throat and they're like yelling at her and then like she like starts breaking down and crying and stuff and it's just like a really like it, it's really awkward and stuff and like it and it makes me kind of like not like the other characters no like, i, so I agree and and again if you're going with the idea that it's like you know they'll not understand her trauma you know they're, they're not respecting yeah. that she's went through this and that's what the film is going for and that that's kind of a nice idea but again, the execution is just a little bit lacking. It's just it makes you dislike the other characters too much. I think, Ex- except Allison, who's actually like, no, let's have her be here. Let's let's be understanding, please. Because, because I think what it wants you to do is to be like, oh, like um, you know, uh, uh, Judy Greer's character is so upset because, you know, she had this horrible childhood. But again, you never really see uh, or have her talk about the childhood enough to really understand why exactly it was that, so there, bad. Cause, like, there's one monologue about how she was taken away and how she was trained in weapons and how she would, like there was traps all over the house and whatnot, but that's about it. Yeah, but it's like, it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's kind of weird, but like it's hard to really understand like the full scope of that, is it? Because it's like, um, all right, like you know was she making you like you know fight her or something to like you know, <laughs> or, or, or is it i think it was more know, like there's I, lots of people that train their kids to shoot guns or whatever yeah but like, I, th- I think the bigger problem is that she wasn't even sending her to school she was keeping her at home and just doing this sort of stuff okay i think that's what they were See, getting at okay so i mean if, if it's stuff like that that's totally fine but again like I, I need to know more of that. Like, I need to see that or have more. No, of that I, kind I of think Judy Greer really got the shaft in this because I, there's, a, there's a really subtle. There's not a yeah. lot of this movie that's subtle because I think this movie is determined to rush through things and beat you over the head. But the one of the subtle little touches I like is that early on in the film, uh, Allison mentions to her friend that you know maybe we should you know we, we could just skip Halloween and just put up a Christmas tree to like ignore the holiday because her family hates Halloween. Yeah. Understand it, right? And throughout the last half of the film, I don't know if you noticed this, but Judy Greer's wearing a, a Christmas top. The entire time oh i didn't notice that. and that's a really neat little touch it's like yeah. oh that's that comes from her mom the idea that she wants to skip halloween and just go straight to christmas <laughs> and I'm like, that's a really neat little touch yeah i, I actually uh, i didn't notice that but that is cool and i and i like judy greer a lot as an actress yeah. uh and i'll like, admit she only though gets, like... the problem with judy greer is i can't see her without thinking of her arrested development character and thinking of, this is the last time you'll ever <laughs> see these, see these. <laughs> that would have been great if she just did that to michael like <laughs> <laughs> but i think the other reason why she gets the shaft though is because i feel like okay so you've got her being this skeptic who doesn't believe her mom and thinks her mom's crazy walking around with guns and she doesn't want a gun in her house and you know because because there's a, a, a kind of a funny scene where jamie lee curtis is already in the house and she's like how did you get in here mom you have you have no security come on i don't teach you anything have an alarm system have have gates have things um but i never felt like that we got that moment where judy greer realizes that her mom was right 
I feel like oh, we no, sk- yeah. I feel like we skip Definitely over not. it, and she's just being scared because Michael Myers is around. We never have that moment where she's like, "Oh shit, she was right all this yeah. time." Yeah, definitely. That probably would have been an important scene. Yeah, it felt like that 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 beat was missing. It felt like the middle of our arc was because at the end of the film, like all three of them, all three generations of Strodes, like help defeat them. They all have to like, kind of like pitch in, and they're all standing there defiant. And I get the moment they want to have here with all three of them being triumphant over the over this demon, but like, it, I felt like it was missing the beats to make it feel like they were all equal parts of the plot. Um, oh yeah, definitely. and that that kind of deflated it for me, which was unfortunate. Um, so yeah and then uh all right so might be jumping around a little bit but That's just because yeah. i'm kind of thinking you know about the ending a little bit uh a scene that i really really hated uh was when allison's running through the woods and then like uh she starts like running like by like all like the broken mannequins and stuff and then like you know she starts getting freaked out and um because it's just like the only scary thing should be michael myers like we don't need all these like, you know, mannequins and stuff. And like, and I, I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know if I, I was hearing it correctly or something, but it kind of sounded like during that scene that there was like almost, almost sounded like laughter or something in the background. Like they're trying to have like a creepy, like kind of ghosty, like sounds like in, in the background <laughs> I hope of it. Not. And I'm like, I, no, I never noticed that. I mean, that could have just been people in your theater, like somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly <laughs> sound like that. Or, that's or possible. maybe it's just, hitting my ears in a weird way or something but uh yeah that was weird it's it, just something that's annoying I, I i mean obviously they, they try and justify that those mannequins are around because uh laurie uses them for target practice right. right and that's fine i did think it didn't justify her having a room full of mannequins for the creepy stuff later because they wanted a scene where there's a room full of mannequins and she's creeping around in them and i'm like yeah. this just feels like i know you're justified it by saying that she uses these for target practice but this just feels like too much like you're going it feels try hard and in fact see when i was going back to the the fan service like rogue one comparison right where it's not a terrible movie it's kind of middle of the road the filmmaking is not up to scratch but it tries to like do too much fan service and it's too on the nose um i felt like the the constant like callbacks to the first film were a problem because the the first one where she's in the same classroom, like you know, Allison's in the same classroom oh, yeah. that Laurie was in in the original film, and they do the exact same moment where she looks out the window. Except instead of instead of Michael, she sees Laurie. She's her grandmother, right? And I thought, okay, I get what you're doing there. You're saying that the tables have flipped. That that Laurie is now the Michael, right? I was like, okay, it wasn't great, but I can see what you're doing with that. And then they have the big moment at the end, which I much prefer on its own. If it was on its own in a vacuum. Laurie being thrown off the balcony, right? Yeah. And then Michael looking down after he hears a scream, and she's gone. And the same music cue happens. The da da, right? Yeah. Um, which actually didn't happen at that moment in the film, admittedly, because in, in the original Halloween, it's just the main theme that started playing. I think, if I remember correctly. I only watched that a month ago. I should remember that, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just the main theme <laughs> that starts right. playing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Right, but they, they play this thing. The, the Michael just appeared. Sting, right? The shocks thing. And I'm like, that was a that was a great idea for a moment. It was really kind of predictable. And as soon as she went off the balcony, I knew they were going to do it. But that's okay. This is the the build up to it happening is part of the charm. The problem yeah. is, is not only did they already have that scene in the classroom uh, earlier on in the film, which is the exact same point where the tables have flipped, but it makes much more sense here because they flipped in the heat of combat, right? They flipped in yeah. the battle where Michael's now suddenly the lorry, right? Not only that, we just had two closet callbacks, like two separate moments where they teased the closet from the first movie, where again, it's Michael supposed to be in the closet and Laurie's the one going into the closet. 
they've just the, 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 by the time this moment happened, it is on its own a good moment and a good idea. I was so beat over the head with too many callbacks that it started to feel like just cheap fan service, and it was really bugging me yeah. at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was unfortunate. Yeah, like I I did like that scene, but I I, I get what you mean where it's like, all right, yeah, maybe. You could have just kept this and gotten rid of some of the other stuff. I, I get it. She's turned the tables. She is now the, the stalker. I get it. She is the shape now. I, I get what you're doing. It's a great idea. And if that's what the movie wants to be about, that's great. And that's what it should be about. But like, it's, like we've already said, it, it cuts to all these other things and it does all these other things. Like, honestly, the podcasters, why do we even need them? You absolutely don't. Because I thought they were going to be... Um, the thing that breaks them out like whatever and and i don't know if maybe they're trying to say like the the mask maybe awoken or waken michael or whatever so maybe that's why they're justified or whatever but really well, there's, no, there's actually no, no point that, to them. Yeah, the only reason they're here is so that the mask is around they brought the mask yeah. that that is it that's the only reason why they exist but we didn't need that michael could have gotten that himself <laughs> probably <laughs> So since we're talking about them, though, let's talk about this opening sequence, because, again, yep. I I absolutely hate this. So, like, in the trailer, it looked kind of cool. Like, it's visually interesting seeing this, you know, kind of, like, checker-looking floor or whatever, and all, like, the mental patients are, like, kind of, you know, they get to go outside, but, like, they're changed to these blocks, which is a, like, which, you know, looks cool and stuff. But then I, again, you know, you're going back to, you know, the idea of simplicity, like, you know, why is Michael Myers, you know, do what he does? Uh, there's no reason for it. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, that's what's scary about it. But what they're doing here is they're showing him the mask and, you know, they're screaming and, you know, like, you know, look at it, Michael, turn around, whatever, blah, blah. And, and all the other mental patients yeah. are it's going cut, crazy. It's cut into like, all these close-ups of all these other mental patients all like freaking out at the same time. Almost as if there's like an evil aura starting to build in the, yeah, in, like, in the location. Like, uh, and again, there shouldn't, like, I guess maybe you can say that there might be somewhat supernatural tones later on in the movies, but in the first one, there really isn't any hint of a supernatural thing no. going on, but this is making it feel like the mask is evil or it's awakening this presence and it's affecting everyone around them and... <laughs> I just hated it so much. Yeah, um, I, I my, my bigger problem because, like, I'll accept that they just know what this means to Michael, maybe, and it just it felt a bit too try hard. It felt like when all we're trying to be extra crazy and it's going to it's going to be really cool. My bigger problem was the filmmaking. All the all the tight close ups just didn't feel like a Halloween movie to me at all. Oh sure, yeah. It, it just like to me Halloween's a lot of wide shots, right? There's not a lot of close ups. Yeah. There's, there's over the shoulders and stuff. Sure, I'm not saying there's not never any close up, but there was all these extremely eye close ups and all these extreme like, you know. All, all these yeah. quick cuts to all these different things and i just i don't know didn't really feel like halloween to me um the the the, the respecting the, the 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 pace of the moment and just letting it happen and and natural time is kind of one of the strengths of suspense and halloween especially and this movie does not do that at all it, it almost never does it um and there's the, the one the one scene in the trailer that's in the movie where it does follow behind him as he gets the hammer is one of two shots where that kind of happens really and that's it there's just two moments of that uh, and they're yeah. both in the second trailer. Yeah, ugh, that's so annoying. And then, uh, yeah, one last little bit uh, about this opening too. Not to get, you know, apologize, uh, you know, if I'm being too SJW or whatever, but it seemed like kind of an insensitive portrayal of like mental illness. Like, uh, like it seemed like kind of like an <laughs> old-fashioned caricature of like you know the people yeah. just kind of like banging their heads and just like making like grunts and like whoa, 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 kind of 
noises. But that's, that's kind of what I was getting at when I was saying it was too try hard. It was they were doing this yeah, this yeah, classic yeah. over the top like representation of mental patients, and I, I I don't think the the discussion of representation of mental illness really should enter into a Halloween film because sure no, Michael Ma- Michael Myers know. goes to a mental hospital sure because they don't, that's where they, where they would put him but the idea of course is that he's actually a force of nature he's a force of evil that we can't understand right he's not yeah. he's not actually mentally ill in the, the traditional sense <laughs> but because they've put him in this situation where we're surrounding him with mentally ill people and because of the portrayal of those mentally ill people it, it's this really cheesy like old idea of it and yeah i, I didn't like the opening scene either and, and then the pacing of it the way it was shot the way it cut to the title everything about it made me worried about the rest of the film and it was like most of it wasn't as bad as this opening scene yeah like there was there was there was like i say i like a lot of the ideas it's just there's too many of them i guess yeah. or the movie's and, uh, not long enough to accommodate them all i suppose more more than anything and i guess uh to i do like by the way i do like that laurie at one point calls him the shape she actually refers to him as the oh, shape yeah. in one scene which i liked yeah, uh, yeah, like that. That wasn't bad. And then, uh, not too. Yeah, I don't want to get too like political or anything. But while we're kind of on the subject, I oh, was where are we going? Think... Where are we going with this? <laughs> well, no, it's just I, I don't know. Maybe just because of like you know the climate and stuff today. Like I couldn't help but think uh, or wonder if the movie was maybe trying to make like some type of message about guns or something. Because like every like good guy like in the movie like seemed to have a gun and it seemed. To, you know, to really focus on, like, you know, Lori has all these different types of guns, and, like, you know, like, you want to make sure, like, they have them and stuff. Like, um, uh, they probably weren't trying to make a blatant point, but it couldn't help but, like, well, do, do you mean like stand a, out to me a little bit. Do you mean a pro-gun message? Is that what you're saying? It kind of seemed like it to me, but, yeah, you know, maybe I'm just um, reaching too hard, or just because it's kind of a, I, I don't know, unfortunately, th- a thing nowadays. I don't think I, I got a, a message about the guns specifically. I feel like Lori, Lori's kind of, like, intentionally kind of you know cookie about this whole thing and she's been stocking up for years because she expects to fight it um in fact there was a really stupid headline from fox news that jamie lee curtis speaks out against gun violence and and is you know is is for gun control but her character on halloween uses guns and i'm like yeah i'm I'm pretty sure that uh kel mclachlan hates cherry pie but you know what it doesn't ruin (laughs) twin peaks for me yeah i actually i i saw that on twitter i thought it was funny yeah there was like a lot of like different stuff going uh stupid. going on yeah there's is tons of stuff you can make about that like it's uh, so stupid. Uh, oh toby Maguire doesn't actually like uh radioactive spiders despite playing yeah. uh spider-man yeah. and yeah. stuff like that yeah a lot of good ones i, I was uh, well, i think i saw anthony hopkins doesn't actually like um uh, fava oh. beans <laughs> <laughs> that's good um so no i mean like if anything, I could see you doing like a, a almost a an anti gun message with this. The idea that they all stock up in guns, but they're all useless. They don't yeah. do anything. Not a comp He just walks through them. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that. Like that's what I was kind of trying to think of. I was like, oh, is it trying to say something? Because it seems like every like you know good person has a gun, but then at the same time, yeah, they don't really do anything. Yeah, I, I don't think but I don't that, think it does. I, I don't think they do anything with it to say that they're trying to say anything one way or the other. It's just no, they're just a tool because he's evil and he's a monster. And, and it's a movie. No, another th- mm-hmm. Another thing that kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like maybe it, it, it's tough what, with doing this with the character, but I feel like, you know, you're making Lori so like badass and stuff, but like, it, you know, it doesn't seem like uh, she's like super prepared. Like when he like, you know, kind of like first shows up, like, cause it kind of seems like, you know, she should be good to be like, you know, Oh, he's here. Like, like there's a scene where 
he's like coming up to the doorway and she has a shotgun in her hand and the first thing she does is like slam the door and lock it and i'm like he's like far enough away from you and you have a shotgun you know he doesn't run like (laughs) why are you not why are you not shooting him blank like right here yeah i mean i like parts of this i like that she had shutters on all the doors so when she checked the room she'd close the door off it's like okay you can't sneak up behind me now right that was smart to me i like that side of it like i said the the closet teased twice both at the start and the end of this was really weird and the mannequins felt really over the top but the actual idea of her checking a room and then like shutting the door behind her with the shutter so that you can't just go in that room again i like that it's like she's checking places it's, it's almost like a survival horror game in resident evil you're checking off each room and it's like okay, we've checked this room for items right we can check it off the map now uh it almost felt like that and i was kind of okay i, I, I kind of dig this idea but this is the thing i almost feel like you could have had the entire second half of the movie be laurie versus michael and her game of like her maze you know her maze of traps that she okay. set up and it ended up just being one trap that her daughter knew about that was like you know trap him in the basement to to burn yeah. them um don't get me wrong i did like the, the 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 daughter like pretended to be scared to trap him you know yeah. it was she, 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 she pretended that you know that she needed help just enough and then as soon as he was in the right place it was like okay hit the button and it was like mm-hmm. you know like he fell for it like he fell for the streaming girl act like yeah. I, I like that moment again like there's a lot of ideas and moments that i like I just wish that the actual pacing of the scenes and the build-up meant, I'd, you know, it had the impact when it actually happened because I cared about these characters that much. I cared about them because I've seen them survive through the hell. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, was it just me or did she not really seem to like acknowledge or care that her husband was dead? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, it definitely... Yeah, I never really Yeah, see... <laughs> That's a good point. You know, we're, bur- we're burning um... the house with Michael inside it alive. Oh, should we check for my husband in there? Because not, I don't know that he's dead yet. You know, you know, it's another weird thing. I actually just <laughs> remembered uh, is uh, again, they kind of seemed like this was going to be more of a main character, and I don't think we ever really get much of it. But like the one cop that had the cowboy hat, like you never really. Oh, I think he's the, sh- right? the sheriff. Yeah, yeah, because because you you have like the other one that's like the um, the older one that ends up getting killed by the the doctor. <clears throat> Yeah, he uh, he's because he was like a a, a rookie cop. Because actually, I when they said his name, I was like, Officer Hawkins sounds familiar. And I think I was just thinking of uh, Stranger Things because of uh, Hawkins, oh. Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was like, they're not telling me that's the sheriff in the first movie. He first of all, his name was Brackett, and secondly, he'd be like ninety five uh, <laughs> now if that. Yeah. So um, so I was like, oh no, he was a rookie. And they, actually, that that is the only hint you get of how they caught Michael is they mentioned that he was the first to respond and he stopped Loomis from killing Michael. Uh, because oh, yeah. Loomis presumably hunted him down and tried to kill him <laughs> right after the end. And I don't know. Um, yeah. which whatever, like it's fine. And you know, it's nice to get Loomis like a mention and hear some like you know the voice actor do the, the impression to have his presence in some way. Yeah, cool. I mean, it sounded good too. So no, I get that, and I get that's maybe the other reason why I have the podcasters, but. They they were just clogging up the runtime in the first half, uh, honestly. Oh yeah, they were just making it more complex than it needed to be. Um, I I I really wanted it just to pick a character and stay with them and like, because think about how much time we spend with Laurie just like walking home from school, getting into her house, seeing Michael that one time in the in, in the on the the the, the, the clothes outside the sheets, and then you know her going to Tommy's like how everything's just about the 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 A to B of each part of the the day until it gets to the night where Michael's going to be unleashed. So how did you feel about the the like the gas station scene then with like the podcasters and 
know that Michael getting the uh, you know the suit and stuff and the mask. Uh, it was better in Halloween Four. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, I said this about the first trailer. What my my one complaint about the first trailer that I was a little bit iffy on was him dropping the teeth in the in the the bathroom felt a bit on Michael to me. Yeah, like he doesn't seem to like why does he need to like intimidate this person like he's gonna kill her anyway and he's already right there like it, it seemed like a very i don't know kind of unnecessary thing i guess and it was funny because we've had so many halloween movies like it being at a gas station reminded me of halloween 4 because that's where he gets the jumpsuit um it also reminded me of halloween h2o you know where the mother and the kids are in oh, the bathroom the yeah. Car. yeah yeah um it reminded me of these things and I'll give them credit that at least even, when, when we don't put, like it, but even the Rob Zombie had the that's true. Uh, yeah, when he I forget it was a guy like Grizzly something. Yeah, it was uh from Dawn of the Dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Keenan Keenan's oh. dad from Keenan and Kel. Oh, yeah. what's his name? That's gonna bug me. It's gonna bug the shit out I, of me. Uh, I I forget the actor's name, but the I, I remember the character was like Grizzly Joe or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's, he's Peter from Walk uh, from not Walking Dead. God no, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, um, like it was just a bit overdone. I'll get what I'll give them credit for though is, despite the fact that the shot of Michael putting on the mask is in broad daylight, it still looks quite good. Like it doesn't feel like it's oh, this looks stupid because it's in daylight. It still looks intimidating. So, yeah. I'll give that credit. Um, it it didn't have that horrible look to it that a Rob Zombie film does. The actual visual look of the film is fine. It's just the actual shots and the the pacing of the, the edits that that bugs me. So how did you like some of the, like I guess especially in this scene, like some of the having him kind of like in the background a little bit because you know that feels like a very like michael myers thing you know to kind of just like because wasn't there like a scene where i I think when the characters are walking and you just kind of see him like punching the guy like on the ground or something in the background yeah uh which i like again i think the pacing of a lot of these like every time there was a, a shot of him like standing in the background or being in the distance it felt like it was like twice as quick as it should have been like every time yeah. Like they were rushing through it, as opposed to actually letting it linger there, so we can all notice that he's there and like let it sort of sink in. It felt like we had to really like, be, be, you know, like, hey idiots, idiots watching this, he's there, <laughs> notice him, but he's gone now. <laughs> you know, like it, it really felt like yeah. that. Um, and like I say, so even when it was doing things that I should like because it's trying to emulate the original film, this is where I come back to the direction. I just don't think he had it in him. I don't think he knew how to direct this film. Or do you think the was the issue maybe that he was trying too hard to emulate like that original stuff? Like maybe if mm. he just was like, you know, what? I'm not going to try, you know, to to, you know, ape John Carpenter or whatever. I'm going to going to try to do my own thing. Maybe that would have been like a little more uh, like better or something. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. it's not like it has to emulate because it's not like when you watch Halloween 2 or 4, which I like those or even H2O. Like they still have proper pacing. They might not have the, the great direction of the original, or might not may not be quite as slow as the original. But they still feel like they're properly paced, you know, suspense scenes, right? Yeah. Whereas this does not. So it's not so much that it has to exactly be like Halloween one. It just has to. It just has to have like build and pacing. I I feel like the movie was on fast forward at times. The way it was just quickly going through the the moments. Like it, it wasn't giving me like a time to like, let the moment that just happened sink in. It would just cut immediately. And it feels it felt wrong for the the pacing of the movie. And, and what did uh, uh what did David Gordon Green what did he direct before? Comedies. 
<laughs> Let me... Oh, really? oh, they're all comedies? I think so. Let me just go double check. I'll go click at his name. Because obviously I know like Danny McBride is a young uh, comedic guy. But um, Oh, he's a producer on that. I was going to say he directed that, which I've not seen, but I've heard things. Uh, let's see. He's directed TV stuff. He's directed, what, Manglehorn or Brand is Crisis? I didn't realize he did that. He had Joe with Nicolas Cage. I never saw that, but... Okay. Um, he did Your Highness, Pineapple Express. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wait, okay. <laughs> he did Snow Angels? Okay, that's different. That's a that's a really different film. Okay, I'll give him credit there. That's like a, that's like a thriller never, drama. That's, that's, that's very different. It. Sam Rockwell, Kate Beckinsale, it's a whole, whole thing. Um, okay. Yeah, I just don't think he was up to oh. it. I think it's a badly directed yeah. and edited film, and that's my biggest. Like, I can talk about them making too many callbacks. I can talk about them having too many plots, but ultimately, I kind of forgive a lot of this, and a lot of it would be kind of just be fixed. But if the scenes themselves had the the, the pacing and the suspense that that I, I would hope for in a film like this, and I I just don't think it was there at all. Yeah, unfortunately, it's um. It, it, you know it, it kind of sucks but again it's like i don't know i wasn't angry but i was just like disappointed yeah no I, I agree like like i was trying to like it almost the whole way like i kept you know like try to like get into different parts of it and the, you know like i think i think the uh allison's chase theme was really good and that was new music i was like oh this is interesting different for halloween and i was like i was kind of into it i, I was kind of confused why it wasn't the dun 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 but they saved that for later and i was like okay that's fine uh but you know, but every time I started to like something, the scene would ruin it with how it was presented, or ruin the execution, ru- ruin the timing at the end, and it would take me out of it again. And it kept doing that to the point where I was like, I like what it's doing with some of this stuff. And obviously, my favorite part was the middle. My favorite part was Michael getting into some random houses. And here's something: I do like that Michael isn't looking for Laurie. Uh, the idea that he wouldn't even have found her if if she hadn't run into him, because she's looking for him. That's why he finds her, and. I like that he's just killing randomly on Halloween. That's all he wants to do. But when he sees her, when he sees her through the through the the, the window in the mirror, when she sees him through the house, it, because she, she's got a police radio and she's listening for things, and she shoots at him, I do get a moment of recognition where he's like, that's the one who got away. Yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, important to remember that, uh, yeah, she, they're no longer related yeah it, it undoes the second it undoes the second movie which you know kind of in, in the other sequels that was kind of you know part of the uh kind of the mythos or whatever is like oh he just wants to kill like all his family members and stuff so yeah in this one it's like he's not really on a mission to do that he's just out to kill yeah and, which i like i like i like yeah. again the, the, con- the concepts i like for the most part like almost uni- uniformly i like um and I like that, and I, I actually kind of like as well how she has a different reaction here, because when she sees him kind of on the bus, when he's getting transported, she breaks down and cries, but when she sees him with yeah. the mask on, she sees the shape, it's no, <laughs> shoot first, think about it later. I kind of like that. I, I like the difference in her reaction, to, yeah. depending on which one she sees. Yeah, uh, so I think there's two uh, like big things we haven't talked about yet, that yep. you know, it'd probably be worth mentioning. Um, so I, we kind of you know, talked about it vaguely earlier, but um, yeah, we should probably talk about the, the kind of the plot plot twist middle. The doctor, uh, Doctor Sartain, uh, his whole thing, because it kind of felt like he was kind of a, a really like. Because at first I was like, he feels really minor for being what's essentially the new Loomis, right, and kind of less interesting. 
because he obviously mm. he almost dies in the car the the, the bus crash that uh, lets out michael and I, I guess it's kind of implied that later he might have had something to do with that because i was i'll give them some credit where i thought the opening was really far-fetched that you'd let him do this with the mask like why why are you giving the memento to the serial killer mm. this is weird but given his motivations later on it's like okay it makes sense he wanted to provoke a reaction he wanted to do these things so here, here's the thing I don't hate the idea of a, a Loomis-type character, not Loomis himself, of course, but a Loomis-type character who's actually obsessed with Michael, and then, almost like how the Joker turns Harley Quinn into a killer, right? Where yes. you've got a doctor who becomes obsessed and wants to feel it for himself. I don't hate that in concept, and if you actually spent the movie building up to that, and like that's kind of like a big plot point, and a big, like, even the, that may be the main story, then I don't hate that as an idea, but in the movie, it just kind of, like happens out of nowhere it's like okay yeah it's very out of nowhere um and i feel like we didn't really get like enough time with the doctor uh and again i think this is just the erratic nature of the movie where there's like you know you kind of not really sure what the focus is or anything so yeah it it feels kind of strange but uh, i agree though like i'm not against this idea for a plot line if it's maybe more of a focus on the movie Here's, Um, here's the other thing though it comes right after we're supposed to believe that a, a, a very late bump with a car killed Michael Myers. Because <laughs> now I don't. Yeah, go on. I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you thought this, but I uh, kind of like in Halloween tradition, I kind of thought that that was going to be someone, someone else. else. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Joe's funny actually. I've been re-upping because we had Halloween two through five. Our reviews of those mm-hmm. were on the old channel, and I, I have been tra- I've been you know tinkering them with a little bit and, and putting them back up as archive versions on on this channel just so they're all together and the whole series is, is one big thing. And when I was just tinkering with Halloween two, the one part I heard us talk about was the scene where this random guy is wearing a similar Michael Myers mask and. Loomis shoots at him and then a car runs into him and then he bursts into flames and it turns out to be some random teenager and I was like oh man I forgot how dark and like randomly violent (laughs) that scene is it's so cruel (laughs) (laughs) that's random passerby poor him and it's not like it's like Halloween 4 where everyone knew him and it's like some asshole who's who's deliberately looking like Michael Myers this Mm. is like when the mask was just no one knew what it was so you know anyway uh so, I mean, it was, when he put on Michael's mask as if he's like he's been a fanboy, I was like, okay, I can see how this could be interesting had they given it the time. But the, the twist itself comes out of nowhere. It kind of makes you groan because we're supposed to believe Michael's actually even even like like temporarily dead from this car hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he should just get up. And then yeah, I did kind of like though the idea of like Allison being trapped in the back seat with mm-hmm. him. Like, like I thought that was like kind of a good like. Uh, you know tense like all right because you know he's gonna wake up so it's like all right when's it gonna happen you know how's she gonna get out of it yeah so i, I kind of like that part of it yeah but ultimately it's kind of a contrived way where he wants him to face laurie he want he, he thinks that's what will get him to speak he has missions to get him to speak for some reason so he thinks oh okay confront laurie uh the one who got away and that'll be that'll be what the, obviously but he's killed so quickly after this plot twist as well as soon as they get to the near the house he's killed yeah. and it's like well okay, so you did this big twist and now you've, you've just lost him. So it, it just felt like a plot... Kind of like how the boyfriend was just to get rid of the phone. He's just there <laughs> to get Michael where Laurie is. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so it feels that cheap. Um, uh, what about the, the comic relief between the two cops in the car? I know people have been talking about this as well. About the, the I... sandwich. <laughs> 
I, I until you said sandwiches, I complete. I remember that they're in the car, but I forgot mm. they were talking about what they're talking about. I'll be honest. I actually don't really have a problem with this. It's not so much that I think it's that funny. It's that to me, this is just a typical scene to set up because. You want to set that the characters are up there, right? And, well, what do you do with them? Do you, do you have a serious scene where they're talking about how dangerous it is? You could do that. It's kind of common to have this be comic relief. Like, this, this, I could see this being in Halloween 4 or H2 or any other sequel. Um, and it doesn't do the thing where the, it, it, it cracks jokes in the scary scene after the fact. It maybe lasts, yeah. it spends too long on them, Matt, maybe. I, maybe I agree with that. But I agree with that, yeah. I think is. It's a harmless little joke setup scene just to establish that they're there. That's the purpose of the scene. It maybe spends too long, but I don't actually have a problem with it in essence because it doesn't actually ruin anything. If anything, this is the one scene that could have been cut down, whereas everything else needed more time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was fine, and like, and I do like that uh, in the Halloween movies. Like, I do think, yeah, there should be some like, um, you know, some like mundane conversations and stuff mm. just to kind of be like, you know, oh, let's you know, upplay like the normalcy and stuff of, you know, this is just like, you know, a normal, small, quiet town and people might talk about this stuff. But yeah, it definitely did seem to wear out its welcome after a while. Yeah. Because uh, I saw this being brought up but along with the kid as if this is a scene that's out of place. And I didn't feel like it was actually that out of place on its own. I mean, it wasn't that funny, but it's like, yeah. it was kind of harmless and just it was setting up that they're, that they're there uh, and no more. Yeah, I think the kid stuff is much more egregious to like... Yeah. It's oh, much funnier, actively which is that which is actually <laughs> part of the problem. Is that it's really funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even when Michael's around, but yeah. Um, and then you know, and like I say with the ending, like I, I wish that there was more traps so that it didn't just feel like the the, the one trap worked. Um, yeah. but you know, and I also felt like that once once Laurie did disappear, there should have been more of like Michael looking for her and like actually treat it like she, oh, yeah. he has now he has now the 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 Laurie in the scene where he's looking for her. Uh, should have been, maybe play up with that a bit more, but um, which is actually my, my final complaint. The a moment that I hated, I hated the line of dialogue when Laurie, because again, making a callback to the first movie, Laurie's face comes out of the dark from behind him. But notice, just like everything else in this movie, it's far too quick. You remember that scene in the original movie where Laurie's like sitting next to the closet and slowly Michael's white face comes out of the darkness. They do that where her face just kind of pops out of the darkness and she says, "Happy Halloween, Michael." before she like hits some into the into the basement and yeah i i just i hate it it's such a stupid one-liner and it, it like i say it's going for this another callback again we've had too many at this point and honestly the the balcony one was perfect the balcony one sets up that the tables have turned it sets up that the next couple of scenes are going to be of michael looking for her that's smart and let's be honest, that scare with Michael works so well because he has that blank mask. Because he has that emotionless blank mask that comes slowly out of the darkness. Yeah. Her regular face doing it's not as impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I, I don't know, this is just kind of a uh, a, weird, a weird thing. I, I was just thinking of uh, but Jam. I, I, I do... <laughs> Yeah, what up with that? No, uh, yeah, like <laughs> that's like a really. I, well, actually, Tim actually does some uh, amateur stand-up comedy, but I'm just going to say that that was like a bad comedian thing. You know, when they do an impression, like Jam, what's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, it was called Jelly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Always Jelly uh, me. Uh, but no, what it was, I was just trying to think of like, uh, all right, so you have like all, this killer on the loose, and like you know. The, you think that it might be coming after these people and stuff like would the police really be like yeah let's go back to your house or would they be like no let's take you to like the police station where it's safe or anything i i, I don't know about police 
procedure and stuff. So I don't know. Uh, well, not, not right the Halloween do, party. But... I feel like that's too many people to take to the station. But you mean Laurie and True. her family? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you're saying. Yeah, because they were specifically like, I'm taking them back to my house, and the cops are like, okay, like we'll, we'll escort you and stuff. And it's like, mm, you want to put them into like protective custody? I and... mean, hell, if it turned into like Halloween meets Assault in Precinct 13, where Michael's like storming the police station Terminator <laughs> style, I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that as an idea. <laughs> because um, that's one of the things I love about that scene in 4 where they're, they're kind of holed up at the house and they're waiting for him and they've got like, the deputy and the sheriff have got their guns and they're, they're waiting for him thinking he's going to come like I really like that scene like uh, you know Halloween 4 is still my favourite sequel <laughs> I like Halloween 2 more than this I like Hall- H2 more than this um, I it's, I mean I like it I probably like this more than 5 and the rest of them uh, if well, nothing I, I... else because the score is way much better and the IDs are better yeah, I mean, I again, it's easily not the worst in the franchise. Like, it's nowhere near as bad as the Rob Zombie's movies. Like, those movies actually yeah. do make me angry. Like, those yeah. are really tough watches. And and it's not as stupid Res- as Resurrection or Six. Yeah, Resurrection's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like it, it's trying to be all these things, and I don't think it's achieving any of them. Yeah. And that's the, that, that hurts. It hurts because it's it's not like a like, like you say rob zombies halloween is spitting in the face of the original this isn't doing that this is actually trying like so, somewhat some the poor bastard's trying his best to pull it off and it's just not even getting close to that mark yeah and uh and like you said we're kind of like the or at least seem to be kind of the the odd people out in this but it, it does kind of baffle me that like so many people like, yes yeah, like it it's yeah it's weird not just like it because it'd be one thing if people are like oh yeah like that's pretty good but it seems like the people that are into it are really into it like yeah, yeah I've, I've seen people making lists and it's like you know like oh like i don't know this might be like just as good as the well, original it's like what are you talking about like that, that, that's why i kind of compare it to, to rogue one because i feel like not only do people love that movie compared to me they they love it and they talk about how great the Darth Vader scenes are and that's where I kind of compare the fan service because I hear people say oh that 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 you know swerve in the balcony when it was horn instead of him was like oh, that's yeah. the most badass thing ever and I'm like I- I'm getting that same vibe where the people who love it love it because of all these these moments and to me they're actually what cheapen it because I feel like it's relying on them it's relying on like just hey yeah. remember this remember this moment where I would much rather it mimic the filmmaking because that's what made the original good yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I feel like, you know, even if you take that stuff aside, though, like, you know, I think there's, like, examples of legitimate bad filmmaking in this that it's yeah. like, you know, and I'm, I don't know, maybe I sound too snobby or something, but, like, you know, and if you, if you like the movie, that's hey, Tim, fine. Like, Tim, obviously. we're reviewing a movie. <laughs> Commenting on bad filmmaking should not be a snobby complaint yeah. in a movie review. <laughs> True, but, yeah, I mean, that just, yeah, well, you know how it is, though. If people yeah. like something, they, they don't want to hear you badmouth it, even if it is, like, no, like, look, like, this is, like, legitimately not, like, uh, something people should do when making a movie, but... I'll compare it to Superman, right? Uh the 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 pre the, the sorry the, the remakes were were Batman v Superman right that that's where it's just completely doesn't understand the character it's a complete travesty this is more Superman Returns where it wants to be nostalgic and it just kind of misses the mark and it's just kind of a dull this, is, this isn't a dull movie it's not a, a perfect yeah. comparison but um and I think it's a problem I have with like the industry as a whole right now actually in some ways and this this is where like you know people who think I've got a bias towards Star Wars I'm like well you know what now it's happened to Halloween. Alien Covenant was garbage. Like my franchises are being hit by this, where yeah. it's re- it's relying too much on nostalgia, and it's mm. not it's, it's doing things and it, it it expects to get away with things because hey, you remember this thing from before, therefore you like it, therefore you'll be happy. And I'm like, yeah. no, but 
the original movie made all these moments great by doing them well and making them great. You mm. remember them because they were good ideas and they were well executed and they were original when they were done. Now, everything that's a sequel or a, a, a movie that's, you know, brought back, and obviously there's exceptions, Mad Max Fury Road, great exception of just, no, that did its own mm. thing and it was great. So many sequels that come back are, are determined to mm. rely on referencing moments and characters and and set pieces from the original film and it's just like it's done it's um yeah it's not a movie but you know we both really liked uh ash versus the evil dead like i felt that mm. was like a good you know like definitely fan service moments in that but also like yeah. you know they brought a lot of new stuff to it and it still felt like it had the kind of the fun tone of like from it, yeah, army of I darkness mean, and that kind of stuff i'm not saying there should never be any callbacks i'm not saying you can't have any because right. like i'm saying if they just had the balcony moment i would have lost my shit for that and just have that be yeah. the only one that would have been fantastic um and Ash vs. Evil Dead obviously has the tone where they can do it in a jokey way about a lot more without it feeling like it's, it's true, you know, yeah. betraying it. Whereas here it feels kind of out of place. Um, but I, I think we're in this really bad nostalgia culture a little bit at times with movies right now where... I agree. Where you, you go and see... Uh, what's, what's some other recent ones that, that have bugged me? Terminator Genesis, which is also a garbage movie, but it's full of... Like, here's like this moment exactly from Terminator 2. Here's this moment exactly from Terminator 1. Um or even um i mean i've been ragging on star wars but i feel like star wars is a lot of this where every 10 minutes so we have to show our r2d2 because we've not had like an, an old character show up for a while so just to remind everyone to yeah. like star wars <laughs> this is why you like yeah. star wars <laughs> no I, I, I totally see that and like for the most part i do like most of like the you know star wars movies but there i do also have problems with them and in general yeah for the most part i would rather see you know, then branch out and do their own thing as opposed yeah. to, yeah, just trying to rely on the other stuff. Well, it's just funny because I, I don't like Last Jedi, but I dislike Last Jedi for completely different reasons. I'll give Last Jedi credit for not just doing the same things again. Yeah, that's fair. I'd give that. Yeah. But, you know, I, so, I mean, that's a, a broader topic to go into is, is there's nostalgia reliance in, in movies these days, especially since there's so many things that are sequels to old movies or like, you know, reboots and, you know, comebacks of old movies. Um, uh, whereas look at the Chucky franchise and how that's kept evolving and moving into new territory whilst also yeah. honouring the past that they've had. It's a fine actually, line, don't get me yeah. wrong, but like it can be done. And Yeah, that's actually a really good example, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I'm really disappointed because I'm not even angry because it's not like Rob Zombie's movies where I'm angry because like, they tried with this. They really tried. And, and again, I think the the whole big thing was just like, you know, when you're listening to the interviews, they're talking about, you know, again, they just they they were saying all the, the right things. I like, almost yep. feel like kind of lied to because, you know, it's like when you listen to them talk about it, it's like, OK, yeah, these aren't some Hollywood, you know, people that are just like, oh, yeah, we love Halloween. So we want to make a new one well, and do it our way and stuff. Well, the and it's like, oh, to... no, they're saying the first yeah. thing is, is I think they didn't lie. I think everything they were saying, they kind of stuck to in a weird way. They just it's couldn't just the, pull it off. They just couldn't yeah. film. The, the filmmaking just couldn't do it properly. Because uh, they didn't betray who Michael Myers is. I mean, I think the kills were maybe a little bit more Jason-esque at times, but other than that, like, it felt like Michael Myers. You know, the mask looked good. The the, the way they talked about him in the movie looked, sounded right. Like, you know, it wasn't a betrayal of the character by any means. True. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's upsetting mm-hmm. to me. I'm disappointed. <laughs> this will easily be my most disappointing thing of the year is how i feel about oh, this fair. fair and it almost hurts more that i'm looking around and like so many people love it it's like like yeah why is it not working for me 
no that, yeah that that is always like a, a harsh thing when it's like you hate being like the only one that's like hey why, why don't i like it uh, and and also um you know the and, and i imagine it's even a little harder for you because like with me like i i'm not the the biggest fan of the franchise like don't get me wrong i like uh the franchise and like obviously the first one's a masterpiece and then you know i like some of the sequels and i have fun with it but it's not like you know my go-to like a you know again like something like yeah. nightmare or evil dead that i like those are like those are the ones i really fanboy out for the the, the uh, meme the meme that came to mind and I, you know I, I don't like to reference star wars when i'm when i'm just like referencing lanes and stuff but this one's on its own just a meme now but it's uh, from the prequels where he's, he's shouting out, "You were supposed to be the chosen one." Uh, okay. That's how I felt. That's how I felt leaving this movie. You yeah. were supposed to be the one that finally got it right in my lifetime. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I imagine, yeah, even hits harder for you. Who that's like? This is like, yeah, yeah. like one of your real big go-to ones. But it's, but, uh, it's a shame because I, I, I like four, two, and H two O more. And I really didn't yeah. want to come out with this saying that. And I, I like it's not like I, 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 like I don't like those movies. I, I, like, I like those movies quite a bit, especially four and two. Um, but I was hoping this was going to be at least easily better than H two O, and it's not. Yeah. And I think the the big hope I was coming out uh, with this, and I mean maybe it'll still happen because you know if the movie makes a lot of money, who cares? But like uh, I was hoping that this was kind of going to reinvigorate other franchises and, and who slasher knows, maybe... movies and yeah, yeah. Which to be yeah. fair, it's looking like it's going to have the biggest opening weekend for the franchise. Maybe the biggest opening weekend for a horror movie. Well, maybe not a horror movie, but at least. Um, like a, a franchise horror movie like this um in fact so not only that you... it might actually be because venom just broke the record for the biggest opening oh, weekend yeah. in october <laughs> halloween might beat it which i do like a little bit even though i don't like the movie i'm like yeah yeah get get him shape <laughs> get him michael so uh so what do you think the chances are of a new friday or nightmare then if this does really well uh 110 <laughs> percent Okay. <laughs> I, I don't doubt for a second that this making money inspires more Friday because there's all those right tangled issues right now with Friday the 13th. Mm. I guarantee those lawyers are going to get paid over time to sort it out as quickly as possible so they can get something out. I guarantee you they're going to. And I will guarantee you 110% that we're going to get Halloween 2 or Halloween whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, and so I, I mean, we, we kind of didn't really go too much about how this ends, but it looks like Michael's pretty dead in this. But I mean, obviously, it hasn't stopped him before. The, but here's the thing, though: they they he's in the in the basement and it's burning. They 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 actually show less of him burning than Halloween Two did uh, at the end of the hospital stuff. They, you you saw more of him burning himself in that movie. They leave this open enough that I can buy he gets out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, if they go that route I, I mean maybe they'll try and do the anthology thing but I don't think they'll want to I think they want to have Michael oh, no. Myers on the yeah. poster they want to have all that stuff um, whether or not you get Jamie Lee Curtis in that back for it I don't know because you could just have the, the granddaughter really just you know Laurie died yeah. between movies she died happily finally <laughs> yeah um, and here's the thing like I, I wouldn't be like dreading a new one based on my feelings in this because I think Michael still feels right if they get a better director and just have Michael try and kill people like <laughs> yeah, I could be I, into that. I, yeah, because I, I think you know, uh, you know, Green and McBride. I, I think they kind of said that they wouldn't do a sequel, or I, I mean, maybe if they were just playing coy because they don't want to give away the ending or, or something. Uh, well, Bloomhouse definitely wants to do a sequel, so yeah, yeah. 
So we'll get it, but maybe different people in charge, which well, could be exciting. It's good, yeah. No, I mean, obviously it could go very wrong with different people as well, but yeah. I want better people in that. I want someone more suited to this franchise. Get, give me, I don't know, I don't know, whoever. Oh, yeah, I think, like, uh, I, the first thing that comes to my mind, but just because it's kind of like, give this person everything, but like Jordan Peele, I would be interested in like... <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, I think he could do a good job. I think a really obvious answer, and I, I say this with, a, and I really mean this, I think it follows is more of a Halloween throwback than oh, this sure. is. Like, you know, I think the way that okay. film's directed feels more like Halloween than this film does. Yeah. Um, uh, not that I necessarily just want him to do the same things over and over again. Right. Like, you know, I, I, I almost want to have someone who's not done a slasher movie or even a horror movie to give it a go. As much as I said that my main complaint with this is that the comedy director didn't know how to do it properly. <laughs> but, right. you know, but yeah, give, give it to Kai Fukunagua. Give, give it to Jordan Peele. Ooh. Give it to... Whoever, whoever uh, wants to do it. The, uh, I mean, I, I'm always blanking on the name, but the uh, the woman that did the invitation could be interesting. She had a, a trailer this week for a new movie. Oh, how's it looking? <laughs> uh, it looked interesting. Looked, it was it was okay. more of a, a, a like an action thriller with uh, uh, Nicole Kidman. Um, nice. It was called. Oh, no. oh, I forget what it was called now. Uh, but she, she's like an undercover cop who like falls in love with a bank robber and then something goes wrong she has to like come back and avenge and she's got a kid with a bank robber i mean it's a sort of plot that on on paper the plot's whatever but with the style of that director i'm like okay yeah that'd be done yeah i could be into that. uh but yeah uh, no that's a good that's a good good example just just Someone who understands pacing is my my thing. Yeah. <laughs> pacing, which leads to suspense. Which, as much as people will tell you, though, this is the most suspenseful Halloween in a long time. I don't think it's that suspenseful. I think the pacing ruins the suspense, and the editing ruins the suspense constantly. Yeah. So. Totally <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, you know, this actually, I think, might be one of the longest streams after minutes we've ever done. We're we're closing in on ninety minutes with this one, Tim. Yikes. <laughs> yep. Yep. But hey, we knew this was going to be long. Like, I mean, yeah. e- even a new Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare, I don't think will get this long. I mean, maybe, maybe if they yeah. ruin Nightmare so much that it becomes like another hate fest, <laughs> where there's like so much to talk about. But true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I could get this heated about a Friday the Thirteenth because if a Friday the Thirteenth movie comes out and sucks, I'm not. It's not like it's got this high standard that it's it's ruining by, you know. So yeah. All right, I guess we're at that point, Tim. All right. <laughs> I guess we're at that point. What are you rating Halloween 2018? Uh, this is kind of a tough one because I, because it, again, it's like, it, it's very middle of the road. Like, yeah, it, it's not horrible, but it's definitely not good. Um, so I think I'm going to go slightly below like the, the halfway point. I'm going to give it a four. Um, mm-hmm. I, as much as I, I didn't like it though, this would be one, uh, I kind of want, would want to watch again because, like, you know, once it's out on like Blu-ray or something, like, I wonder if I watch it kind of going in knowing the flaws and not having that big expectation or something. Like, yeah, maybe it works better. Yeah, yeah. no, I I'm not like, saying that it would like jump up and I'd be like, oh, it's a ten now, but like, you know, maybe it might be like a little more. Enjoyable. There's enough moments I like. I'd probably I'd be willing to watch it again as well, and maybe I would like it more in repeat viewings. But um, I actually agree with the four. I think four is a good yeah. number because I, I think it's very middle of the road and I think I have to go below the halfway point because I think the filmmaking ruins what it could be so much. It ruins a lot of the potential. But I do like some of the cast. I do like most of the ideas, even if there's too many of them. 
um and i like the intentions it's very well intentioned and I, I'll, I'll and obviously the score is a big positive the score uh, gets big points it's good i'm meaning halloween candy <laughs> <laughs> how unprofessional i know we've been going a while tim but you can hold out another two minutes <laughs> oh it's halloween you have to eat halloween candy all right okay i've got no candy near me cat fetch me candy go, go trick-or-treating <laughs> i've got peanut butter kit cats in the kitchen go fetch me them cat oh that sounds really good yeah those. anyway uh that is that is halloween so i hope this wasn't like I, I hope this was balanced enough and didn't sound too whiny but i i am genuinely kind of heartbroken that i don't like this because yeah. because with halloween by rob zombie <laughs> i was like you know gunning for blood i was like yeah i'm, I'm out here, you know tear that asshole <laughs> you know a new one right whereas with yeah. this like i wanted to love it i really did and it, it is so well-intentioned but damn it i'm, I'm heartbroken well, I think we pleaded our cases, you know, the, yeah. the one thing I don't like is, um, it's fine to like a movie. It's okay to hate a movie either way. It's fine. But I don't like the, you know, if you, if, if everyone loves it and you disagree, you don't like it. I, I don't like it when people are like, Oh, you just being like a cranky old person who Joe, Joe, you know, I hate doesn't him? like, what's that? The, the millennials love. And I say that as we're pretty much millennials. <laughs> um, yeah. I hate the word hater. I hate that when someone, oh, yeah. when someone um, is talking about people who don't like something they like, they just refer to them as the haters, as if they're some like shitty group who who is coordinated in some way. And it's like, yeah. no, there's no conspiracy here. I just really don't like the movie or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, and it's like we wanted to like the movie. Like, yeah. it's not like we we went in going, well, this is gonna suck. Which, yeah, it, the, I th I think some people do that sometimes, and that's yeah, not like helpful. But no, like yeah, it, we legitimately didn't like it. Yeah, it's like it dehumanizes the people who have a different opinion just to you yeah. know rate them off so you don't have to listen to them. Um, and it's a really like bad attitude that some people have on the internet that I just it could we could be doing without. Um, well, and and it's also like. You know, it's the, I mean, you kind of see it all the time now, but like people just want to surround themselves in a bubble with people that just think and like the same things, yeah. you know, as you like, you know, which is fine. Like, obviously, you know, you gravitate towards people you have similarities with, but then I, I feel like, you know, it's a problem when it's like, well, you can't even handle someone not agreed with you. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I, when, when, when I heard Tim didn't like this, I was thinking this was going to be a, 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 a fight to the fair. <laughs> this was going to be the boy 2.0, but with more stakes. Um, <laughs> Oh, of course, the boy was one I hated in Tim Light, but um, mm -hmm. it was, it was, I think last year we had a movie called uh, The Monster that I quite liked, and Tim didn't like it that much. Sure. And you know, there's, there's examples here or there. But obviously, we're friends. We talk about horror movies because we do have a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of overlap where we, we, and it's actually, I actually think this is a, a big example of why we are like close enough to to discuss this stuff. Is that mm -hmm. so many people like this, and we happen to be out of our circles, seem to be the two outliers. <laughs> And it is notable that we are the two biggest horror fans out of all those circles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but sure. it's definitely divisive on the internet. I've seen a lot of mixed opinions on this. Like, some people love it, some people hate it. Um, and I wouldn't go as far as to say that I hate it. I don't feel hatred right. for this. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel, I feel crushing disappointment because it doesn't hit the mark. It, it's, well, like, it's just like someone shooting a... Try, try to hit a three-pointer in, in basketball... But they're actually the the balls landing on a, on a baseball field like two miles down the road, right? That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, and I mean, again, like when I first stepped out of the movie, like you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't tweeting like, "Oh my god, that that sucked." I hated it. I was like, 
well, that was kind of a mess, which is how I feel. It's a, it's a mess of a movie. And yeah, it, it's not enough where I feel that I hate it, but yeah, unfortunately it's not enough though to like it. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's not enough there to like. Yeah. For us, disagree all, all you want. That's fine. Uh, we, oh, yeah. we, we encourage totally alternate fine. opinions. <laughs> yeah. just, just be civil about it. Be nice about it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so ho- hopefully something picks us up, Timmy, soon. We hopefully get a nice gem that's going to pick us up. Uh, well, I, you know, it's probably going to be a little longer for you, but uh, hopefully if everything works out, I'll be seeing Suspiria soon, and I'm I'm pretty hyped uh, for that one, actually. Yeah. I, um, I hate that you're bringing that up because there's a chance that we'll be able to do that in the show in a couple of weeks or it might have to be a couple of months depending on a few factors so now now they know they might get it in a couple of weeks but <laughs> if it doesn't happen then it's going to be a couple of months because we have to wait for, yeah. for uh, well, I home mean, releases but. If, yeah, well if we end up having to wait though it probably means most people have to wait too but oh that's sure the, yeah. yeah and I might not even possibly get to see it but uh, that's like the next big horror movie though that I'm looking forward to yeah there's been a lot of trailers recently happy death day 2's got a trailer for next year uh pet cemetery got a trailer uh the oh god don't get me started the curse of <laughs> la la lona I, I, I can't pronounce spanish words properly uh oh. la, la lona is what i'd say but it, when i heard the trailer and the trailer the way it pronounced it, it sounded a bit different like it sounded like oh this is like a spanish word with a, a specific pronunciation i don't think i heard of that one um, um we did get a trailer for a new one I've never even heard of called uh, Prodigy, which uh, has a girl from Orange is a New Black. You're a fire starter. Okay. <laughs> the, pro- the band, The Prodigy? Oh, I don't listen to them. <laughs> I don't know. I'll listen to them either, but I know that song because it's famous enough. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I've never heard, uh, heard that song. Really? Okay. I mean that. No, I also the first thing about the the curse of La La Rona, uh, I think it's I think I think it's the curse of it. Maybe something else that goes into it. It's like the maybe the the legend of La La, La, La Rona, but uh, is that there's a priest in it, and it's the same actor playing the priest who played the priest in the first Annabelle movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then it came up seeing produced by James Wan, and I'm like, is this like another Conjuring spinoff with this character? But like oh before, I don't think it is. It looks like set present day, but whatever. Um, Wait, is Conjuring three next year? Uh, yeah, someone else directed it, though. It's not okay. one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we'll see. Same writer, though, so we'll see if it works out. But uh, after the Annabelle movies and... Uh, thing- Which, by the way, actually, uh, Tim watched Haunted of Hill House like I have. I, I reviewed all ten episodes of it on the channel uh, and on the Netflix uh, audio feed. But what I will point out, though, is did you notice that some of the cast in that... One was the girl from both Annabelle 2 and uh, Ouija 2, Lily Wilson. She was the oldest daughter. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's her. She's oh, playing wow. the the daughter or the younger version of Shirley, and the adult actress is was her mother in Ouija Origin of Evil. Oh, oh wow! I didn't even realize that. And then the other sister, the middle sister, uh, as as an adult, uh, is the main character from Hush. Ooh, I didn't know that. I think the the only one I recognized is I think the the mother was from Gerald's game. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, I, I would expect you to recognize because that's Carla Gugino. She's yeah. like a, you know, a known actress, I guess is what I'm saying. Whereas, okay. whereas all these actors are all like sort of like, they just started popping up in horror movies, but it's notable yeah. that uh, Mike Flanagan brought all these actors with him from all of his movies. Like, hey, I want to work with all you guys again. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, I just, I just noticed that. But I, I really laughed at the, uh, the Lily Wilson, the girl and the, the older version of Shirley because they played mother-daughter in a movie and now they're playing younger and older the same 
character. I just thought that was funny. Oh yeah, oh that's funny. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, we're with tangent. So yeah, that's been Halloween 2018. I'm heartbroken. I didn't like it that much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I I'm in pain. Uh, but that that is that is the movie. Uh, hopefully, you had better mileage out of it than we did. But uh, hey, so this is this has been October October Thon. Uh, we're not done yet, of course. There's still some episodes coming. We've got a couple of other movies to record. Um, also worth mentioning, this was the first one we recorded, uh, or the first one that's going out at least uh, since Tim got married. Mm-hmm. Tim's back from from his marriage break <laughs> that I graciously granted him. And oh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, sh- show me your ring. Go on, you got a wedding ring. Show your ring off. Look at that. Look at that. It's nerdy, right? There's a nerdy thing on it. I've got to say. Yeah. Uh, since, oh, I see uh, it. Is that is that a Zelda thing? Yeah. <laughs> God, Tim. God. <laughs> You're the worst. Get get a, get a, an umbrella logo on there or something from Resident Evil. I don't know. Something proper. Oh yeah, because that screams a happy marriage. <laughs> <laughs> we are bonded like the T virus and and uh, brain cells. And inside, you just you put stars or something. Oh yeah, because because Zelda, where he's constantly trying to you know do jobs for Zelda. I don't even know what the plot of Zelda is. Is it like Mario, where she's always kidnapped? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, kind of, it's, well, yeah, so there's basically, like, three people that are always intertwine. It's, like, Link, Princess Zelda, and, uh, Ganondorf is the bad guy, and they're kind of bonded by the Triforce, which, like, they each have a piece of it. So, usually, the game involves, uh, Ganondorf kidnapping Zelda, and you having to go through different, um, uh, dungeons to, like, reassemble your Triforce piece, and then have a big fight and stuff, but... Yeah, so to counteract the point you made a minute ago, it's about it. <laughs> you're telling me that the the game where the the wife is always kidnapped is a sign of a happy marriage. Is that, is that what you're saying to me? Well, they're not really a uh, wife, or they're not married. Well, no, in but game. in this context, she, she would be because you represent <laughs> Link and she represents Zelda. I mean, if that's the way you want to look at it. <laughs> I just got it because it's cool. <laughs> who's this Ganondorf, whatever his name is? I guess that would be you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the villain. I'm kidnapping. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I've never played a Zelda game. Anyone anyone listening to this who is a big Zelda fan is like crying in pain at the, the, the weird references I'm making right now. Um, sorry. Okay. I'm, just, I'm not a Nintendo guy. I'm sorry. I, I can't make these references properly. I can reference the yes. Super Mario Brothers movie. I, I'm well versed in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Dear Lord. A Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. Just go buy a Switch for God's sakes. Just do everyone a favor. I don't want any of the games on. I don't care about any of the games. Oh, you don't care about the Resident Evil Chronicles or whatever. <laughs> what? There's no Resident Evil <laughs> games they... on Switch that aren't on all the consoles and PC. They don't yeah, exist. You can you can play them on the go though. I don't care about portable. I don't like portable. It's I, I had a th- Revelation. That, that's the one uh, they have. Um, I had a 3DS briefly, and I hated playing it. It made my hands hurt. Oh dear, Jesus! The shape, the shape was not was not good for holding a controller, shall we say? Whereas my my DualShock Four is a nice, comfortable shape. I like it. Weird. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know. I hate your hands. I don't know. T- t- I don't know t- t- <laughs> you, sh- you should hit my hands. Lots, <laughs> lots of bad things have happened to you with my hands. So that's why you, you've got you wake up in a cold sweat sometimes. Um, 
All right. Okay. So uh, I need to go eat. I've got a date with the bent neck lady. Um. So we're gonna, <laughs> gonna, gonna, gonna go get some food. Uh, but that that has been Halloween twenty eighteen. So yeah, keep enjoying the October thon. It's a couple of special movies coming up soon uh, over the next few days. Because uh, I, I, this week was kind of weird because I. Instead of putting up a new movie on Wednesday and Friday like I have been doing this month, I instead just had four archive episodes in a row because I wanted to get Halloween 2 through 5 up before the new one. Um, but back to new releases. Obviously, this one's a new release, but then new releases are back pretty much entirely uh, for the next week and a half that's left of October. And some special stuff in there um, and some some notable notable things. But that is us. That has been Halloween. That has been, that has been the, the new Halloween. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there for as little as a dollar per month. In fact, we were speaking about video games there. Me and Connor are going to do a monthly video game podcast starting this month called 1080-bit. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man and a bit of Shadow of the Tomb Raider and uh, whatever Ooh. else we've been playing. I uh I platinum Spider Man. As did I. Yes. Nice. Um, and the last trophy I got was what it was a hidden trophy I didn't know about, and it was to do with visiting a, a grave. That's all I'll say. Mm. And I was frustrated because I thought, why is it not popped? I've done all the stupid things. I've got all the costumes. I've done all the upgrades. <laughs> um. So yeah, me and Cara are gonna be doing that, and of course, um, I did just review all of Hunting of Hill House on my own. So if you want to see my thoughts on that in depth, episode by episode, you can do that. Um. But yeah, look at look at Patreon. Get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight. And you can also, of course, get me on Twitter at Wibble89. You can get Tim at Tim Vergulish. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again uh, for sticking around for this really long episode of Screams. Uh, but we'll be back soon with more movies. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we'll see you next time.